another episode of Women in Real Estate Success series. Uh, we have had just the most amazing feedback um, on our now launched podcast and um, our regular interviews. We already have, oh, sorry, we also have a new platform which we'll give you the link of that because I would really love to invite you into our new community of women in real estate. For those who don't know me, my name is Julie Davis. And I have the absolute pleasure, beyond words, of introducing to you someone who has become a very special friend and someone who uh, we collaborate and work together, Robin Gleeson. Um, Robin lives in Port Macquarie, down in beautiful New South Wales, and I do get to catch up with her when she comes up working with clients more this way. So welcome, Robin. It's just fantastic to have you here. Oh, Julie, thank you so much. And I just appreciate your friendship and the honour to come and talk today. So thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure. Well, Rob, um, for those who don't know you, maybe those on the other part of the world, because you've been around the industry for 26 years, right? Yes. Yay! You, you are well <laughs> overdue for long service leave, my girl. <laughs> I don't think I've taken that yet. Maybe that's on the horizon. <laughs> 26 years so my gosh you have must have seen some incredible changes Absolutely. let's just go pre-real estate um, yeah and and tell me what did you do before you decided to jump into real estate and what was the reason for doing that and having a career change yeah so uh i guess you know we've all got history we've all got a backstory um my backstory before real estate is that i was actually in the banking industry um, and I decided to take a break from that. It was actually oh, a situation in the family where I, my mother-in-law was very sick and I decided to be her carer and she was living with us. And so I thought I'll take a break. And, and then um, she passed and then um, I had the opportunity, a friend of mine was working in real estate and they were in a bit of a tight spot in their business where they said their property manager had broken his arm and couldn't um, do the practical on the job tasks and they said do you want to come down and shadow and maybe train up and just see whether you like it or not so um that's how I started so I was following this guy around with a we was all sort of you know harnessed up with his with his uh, injury and he was verbalizing what to do and I was just shadowing and, and I was the penciler and we were just running from property to property and I was just running behind him and trying to keep up and <laughs> anyway um I decided I loved it and from there, it just developed into, yes, I wouldn't, uh, I'd like to pursue this career. And um, and then I really pursued it. You, you did pursue it. I you did. Had like, you've had like um, an incredible, um, I guess, history, which we'll talk about in a minute. And you've now stepped out into training and consulting. Yes. Um, which is just such a gift that you can bring to your clients because of your experience. And I and I think, you know, like these days, property management is obviously quite different because we have a lot more tools and technology Absolutely. that are accessible. Mm -hmm. the, the, I guess the gift of having uh, you work with clients is the depth of experience that you have and what you've seen over all of those years and 
that you actually can bring common sense into a, into a lot mm. of situations. Well, I call it practicality, but common sense, much the same. Um, mm. But I, you know, I, I think what you're saying is absolutely true. But um, fundamentally, the, if you if you strip things right back, I mean, property management. Yes, you know, the, the technology is wonderful. The resources and the tools are wonderful, but the practicalities of that job hasn't really changed over all those years. So we're still doing the same thing. We're still as, as a process and a procedure and following and following that process and, and the little, um, you know, the micro systems that you adopt within the way that you operate, you know, and I guess that's they're the bits that I love to really get into someone's working practices mm. and say, well, how are you operating? You know, I mean, it's yeah. okay to do an ingoing and an outgoing and, and a routine and all of those things, but we want, we want to know how you're managing your time, how you start your day, how you approach your work, what's your mindset, and, and, and all of those things with getting really serious about honing in on those, um, the way that they're operating throughout the day, because it's really all about time management. So all of those yeah. things haven't really changed. And it's so interesting, so a question about that, so we've got much more technology which is meant to simplify things. Yes. Do you feel or have you experienced that sometimes that technology takes forefront? Oh, for sure. Rather yes. than just good yes. business practice. Well, I, I think that, you know, you've got to be really careful with your technology that you're not layering too much technology. Um, and I think sometimes, I mean, I, I would never, ever implement any, any form of technology unless I knew exactly what it was capable of doing and I knew every little element of that technology. Um, I, I think there's this mistake of, you know, having all of the, you know, the latest technology but not really understanding what you've actually already got in place. Therefore, mm -hmm. you're complicating mm -hmm. things and you're, you're complicating your team and often the other technology um, laps over with what you've already got, you know. So I see a lot of that where it's like yeah. you've got to keep it simple and really understand the technology that you have and is it really giving you the, is it, are you getting out of that what you really need? Because if it's not, abandon that one and get another one that will do everything in its entirety, but the complications of too much can be really confusing for your team. Yeah. Good point. Also, is that you have that over capability in what you actually need. Oh, that's, let me just stop that. That was my alarm. Um, the over capability of that, only a portion of that is actually being utilised, but you're actually paying for something that's got a massive capability. So, potentially, you need to have something a bit more simpler. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't overwhelm. I know that I often get, you know, phone calls of overwhelm. Yes. Of, you know, just learning, just learning, um, learning the system. So tell us a bit more, um, Rob, about um, your journey because you were a principal for many years. So yes. tell us. So, so what was it that made you go from being a property manager to, to a business owner? Uh, look, that was really all about just timing and opportunities and me just grabbing it. Um, there was just a situation where um, the business that I was working for, there was an opening for from a guy who actually was the founder of that business and he was retiring. Um, and I guess I was quite ambitious and they just said, would you like to come on board as a shareholder? And I bought his shares. So 
um, that's how that started. And then it just went from that to acquiring another business really quickly. So I sort of wasn't really ready for that acquisition that came another opportunity, another was all about timing. Um, and, and then we went from a fairly boutique small operation into quite a substantial operation of having, you know, over 30 staff and a rent roll of over a thousand properties and a holiday rent roll and a commercial arm. Um, you know, so I was sort of, you know, we really had our foot on the pedal there, you know, trying to sort of bed all of that down. And that embedding of that down probably didn't take until another 12 months or so to sort of really get that all systemized and get the back end of that nice and neat and tidy the way that we wanted to do it but mm-hmm. uh you know didn't I didn't plan that it was just seeing opportunities and saying yes to to opportunities that, that came my way um I was at a good age to do that I felt like uh, the timing was right everything else was right all the elements were right um, had an amazing business partner and I just felt like this was my time. Yeah, that's so cool. So yes. one thing I really, because I know that this is something that is really important to you, um, is health and wellness in our industry. Yeah. And um, I know it is a message that you've written about, you know, for the REIQ and and you've, you've spoken on it. It's something that that you have a, a, a real passion about. And it's something that, you know, and if you, if you read their MRI report, you know, just recently talking about property managers and they're saying one in five are planning to leave the industry within the next 12 months. Yeah. Um, I think we have in, it just, it's incredibly sad to see the turnover yeah. in property management. Devastating. It is, you know, second only to hospitality. And if we have a look at that, and there's a number of reasons for that um, in terms of recruitment practices, and we could do a whole session on that. However, one of the reasons, and a big reason that they leave is the amount of stress that they carry um, quite often they're ill-equipped um, and not naturally attuned um, for that role. They potentially may have a principal who's not that invested or understands in the detail of the property management asset. And they it's just like Band-Aid, 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 next, 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 which I find so incredibly, incredibly sad because I don't believe that anybody comes into our industry to fail. And I think within the property management, I think there is just so much work to be done in terms of creating career pathways and environment that for people can be, you know, very, very sustainable. sustainable. We're not seeing that sustainability. It's a big problem. Um, and of course, we've got the RISE conference coming up and, and I would highly recommend that everybody download um, the Real Care app, I'll put a link in, in this video, um, is that because stress and mental health is, is such a big topic. Can you, can you um, share, and like Rob, you walk the walk, right? You take care of your body, you, ta- you exercise, you nourish your mind, you have lots of love and, and family in your, in your in your life, you've got Terry, you've got the two girls, Bianca and Erica, and of course your three 
little grandies as well. So what what would be the advice that you could give someone listening to this? So yep. first of all, on the leadership level, okay, as a, as the leader of the business, and then secondly, as a property manager who is feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underappreciated. So talk to us on that. Yes, I love that subject. It's my favourite. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I know. Well. You know, there's so much to be said in all of that. I agree with you 100%. I mean, the industry is in crisis and if it wasn't before. So now it's diabolical in terms of, you know, I think last year they're saying 30% of property managers left the industry. And now, you know, that the knock-on effect of that is that we've got a substantial recruitment issue across the nation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's not just... Um, in one state, I'm fairly confident yeah. we could say that that's that's you know across Australia. Absolutely, and we're hearing yeah. and, and like and like other, other industries, you know, they're all suffering as well. So you know, but we've got the situation mm-hmm. where I think COVID just really wiped out a lot of property managers in terms of their stress and not being able to uh, and 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 other opportunities have come and they've taken them and they've left the industry, which is really 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 sad. So, um, I mean, I've always been passionate about this, this subject and, um, you know, for me sitting by watching this, it, it's something that I, I feel really sad about because I, I just think that it's a wonderful career and it's a, you know, real estate just, uh, it's something that you choose as, that, that you're really committed to and that you, you know, you've got that passion for and that's what actually what keeps you there. Um, and you try and encourage people to sort of, you know, take that up as a career path. And then and then you've got this other dark cloud that's just hanging over everybody's heads and try to convince people to sort of, you know, to come on board and to, you know, be a part of the fun. But it doesn't look like fun because it hasn't been fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, look, all of that's so true. But I think from, you know, I've always been one about, um, you know, before the crisis, I suppose, I was always... Um, one for balance um, and I think that you know juggling I mean if you're a business owner and you don't have a family and you don't have children it's it's um, you've really got no excuse um, but if you do have a family and you do have a child have children then you know that can that can um, you know there you know there's some curly ones in there that are juggling your time you know I, I feel as though I was able to do that relatively well and it came quite naturally to me to know where my priorities are and that's always around um, family and my priorities are always around health. So I I think that if you don't have that very clear line of where your priorities are then you'll always be pulled and pushed and and be wondering you know where you are at any any given time of the day. you know, but you've always got to have that 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 your your family come first, and I have always encouraged that on any team that I've been a part of that family first, and then I've always encouraged that their health comes first. So I mean, as a principal, it was like, um, you know, have you had your lunch, and have you had a lunch break, and why haven't you had a lunch break? And, and then on their lunch break, try and encourage them to go and take a walk instead of just sitting at their desk and scoffing something down and then keep working. It was it was one of the rules is you don't have lunch at your desk. You actually go for a walk or do something mm. that's actually is going to help you to reset for the afternoon so that you're not actually, you know, on empty 
you're not operating on empty because it's, you know, your mind and it's, it's almost like you're talking all the time and your mind's so full, mm-hmm. you just need to stop and reset. You yeah. know, so, yeah. so I was, you know, I guess most bosses would be, you know, trying to get that last little bit of juice out of their team. I was always sending them out and saying, please go and have a walk, please go and have a break, please go and have a sandwich. And, and I'd actually, if I could see that they were doing end of month or they were really tied up with something, I'd go and buy them some lunch and sit it down and say, I want you to go out the back and eat that, you know, or, or, yeah. or a smoothie or a juice or something that's going to nourish them. And, um, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, weekends and things like that. It's encouraging them to do something that's meaningful on the weekend that's going to, you know, fill your cup, you know. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So, Rob, what about the disconnection at 5 o'clock or 5.30 when you walk out of the office? Because I know that often we'll field a phone call and they're just like in that crisis situation where... <clears throat> they're just reliving the day and they, they actually can't turn off. What would be just a couple of really practical things that they could do? Well, one of those, you know, I mean, I could see that when I was a business owner that there was these habit-forming people that wanted to stay back for a very long time. So we adopted this, this you know, I guess it was a bit of a, a procedure that we didn't leave if somebody else was still there. And then if they were, if I could observe that they didn't really need to be there, then you had a, a bit, you, you know, you could manage that situation and say, okay, it's quarter to six, I think everybody needs to go home, come on time up. And you could actually ask everybody to wind it up because, mm. uh, you know, there's there's people that just, um, that, that's a habit of them just falling into that mm-hmm. trap of staying there for the sake of staying there because you'll never, ever get everything finished. No. You'll never you'll never finish the job. There will always be be something. But you know, I guess back to your question, it's um it's flipping hats. So I guess you know, I, I do a little session with with anybody that you know feels the need about um you know things that trigger certain mindsets of you know where you are and being mindful about where you are and resetting yourself so that when you walk into your home. Um, then you're forgetting about the day um, that, you know, you've got that mindset that you're, you you can actually, well, the first thing I used to do was go and have a shower. And basically that was my trigger to washing the work off, Mm -hmm. you know, so Mm -hmm. that was my mindset. And that was just this little thing that was work clothes come off, put something comfortable on, have a shower. And that that's it. And you're sort of having that time to yourself and that's your time to go, okay, I'm at home now. What have I got to do now? Because my family needs me and I need them. So you have this little chat to yourself. I think the whole shower thing is a really good thing because yes, that's what I, I do. Love it. Yes. Put on something like really comfy because yes. actually like you just, you know, taking away that whole busyness yes. and you're yes. physically going into the re- relaxation stage. But you've also taken five minutes for yourself. Yeah. And that's yeah. really important. It is yeah. important that... You do something to nourish yourself. Yes. And that you have interest outside of work as well. Absolutely. You know, I think yes. that's really critical, that balance of like going on what is it that, or, or, or a hobby or something like that, that you you actually can discover some gifts that you've already got inside yes. of you that never been explored, um, uh, which is awesome. So um, 
Rob, tell us about RAG Consulting. So you took the step out of ownership of a, of a yeah. business. Yeah. And then, then, you know, and we're so grateful to have people like you in the industry with so much experience that you could actually support and help other people within the industry through that knowledge, experience and skill. So tell us a bit about what you do, who typically your client might be, yeah. and um maybe share a couple of stories with us yeah so I, I sort of always had this dream that um that I would love to be able to um you know travel and work at the same time and then we all know what happened there so then you know plan b because we've always got to have a plan b um and and I just thought well I'll just play around with the concept of um you know doing uh, you know can I've got a, a, a role that you build everything into it that you love to do. Okay, and what do you mm -hmm. think you're good at? What do you love to do? What is it that you've still got the passion for? And I guess with the roles that I've had in the past, there was a fair bit of heavy lifting and I sort of wanted to let go of the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to actually then be able to leave this, you know, beautiful legacy, I guess, for myself um, about being able to share the things that um, that I'm passionate about and, and be able to, you know, I say spread, spread the word, spread the love. And um, I guess when I was a business owner, I thought about all the things that I felt that I could have benefited from. So I, I, yeah. took, a, I, took, a, I took a journey back before I took a step forward. And I really reflected on that time um, and thought, well, what was it that I felt like that I was... Um, that I needed that I didn't reach for and or wasn't or wasn't available for me and I think it was a little bit like that real practical person to speak to when you thought that nobody else would understand you know I think that was a big thing um and you know I had a beautiful business partner and we talked a lot um you know but sometimes you want to take it out of that environment and you just want to yeah. talk to somebody outside uh, and get that um, you know, get a different I perspective. Think that's a healthy thing too. I think that's yeah. a really healthy thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I sort of missed that person that could talk to me at that level of a business owner, but but really, um, you know, somebody who who understood. And I thought, well, I could be that person for other people, and yeah. and, I, and I think that that has been a, a wonderful thing to be able to share and enjoy. So you know, I get a lot of business owners that just it's just shooting the breeze you know this is what's happened that's what's happened you know and, and it's having and, you that know. sounding board right and it's yeah a sounding you know, board that's a great thing some if, you know like i have several mentors um inside and outside of real estate but it gives you also a different perspective on things it yeah. like allows us to wear same profile um, we look like we're twins a little bit too with, with the, the whole hair thing happening here, Rob. Um, I, I love that. Uh, you know, and I, I look and go, oh, my gosh, we're just about identical here. We've got, we have got a lot of things we in have, our life that absolutely. Have, uh, have got a very strong thread through them. And um, I, I'm actually glad that that brought us together and that we formed a beautiful friendship but also collaboration, which is... Um, um really really very precious very precious yes it is because as women i think that we're color i'm not i don't think i know we're collaborative and i think what i'm seeing and and 
really working with other industry uh, mentors and leaders is I'm seeing specialisation is such a key thing because it can't be one thing to everyone. And so there's, you know, many different elements and working parts in any, in any business. And I think that specialisation is really, really important. But I think as women, we're much more open to collaborate. Oh, absolutely. A lot of us have all got the same clients. Absolutely. Like it becomes a win-win situation rather than a win-lose um, situation. And um, no, so it's been an absolute pleasure. Tell us how we can reach out for you if someone would like to get in contact. What? Oh, look, I, you know, it all starts. There? It all starts with the chat. Um, and we do, we do like, you know, as you say, just shooting a breeze, just tell me how you're feeling, just basically a brain dump, you know, of, you know, where it is that they think that they need help. And then, you know, we go through a bit of a, an analysis and a questionnaire and, and finding out where those gaps are and how I can actually, you know, jump in and help with those gaps. But, you know, I guess there's a whole range of things that I can actually help with. And we've, we've talked about property management today, but, but certainly there's every element of a real estate agency practice. I'm actually doing some consulting work for people outside the real estate industry, which is a bit weird, but I've just said yes and I'm just loving yeah. it because yeah. the fundamentals, yeah, you know, it's fundamentals like, are still always, the same. Uh, yeah, because we've mm. got the team dynamics brand as well because we had so many people coming and saying, can you work with us and work with the team? Yes. Uh, which is really awesome. And so I think it's a, health, I think it's a great thing to do because you yes. get a perspective and you can share a lot of wisdom and insight. Yes, absolutely. So, so um, my website, www.ragconsulting.com.au, 0438681224. Give me a call. Um, I'd love a chat to anybody that feels that they can utilise well, we my do. services. We do love so, a chat, Ross, Yes, we? we do love a chat. And, that's, you know, and, and, where, and where I can just meet with people and have a coffee and just let them... Um, just let them have a brain dump of, you know, how they're feeling. And that it, it's, it is a chat, you know, you get to, you know, sort of really get to the root of the problem if somebody just tells you exactly how it is and exactly how they're feeling, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and that it might be that some, there's somebody in their team that is struggling and so, they, you know, that what can I actually do about that situation? So it's one-on-one. Uh, mentorship for you know for a particular team member or it could be for a team situation where you know maybe the the, the team's breaking down and it, and it's lost you know that it's not a united force as it should be um or there's there's one wheel hanging off the the team that needs <laughs> that needs to be realigned yeah. you know yeah. there's all there's That's all of right. these things that we can talk through and come up with some recommendations and suggestions and um you know it could be that I can do some sessions or some one-on-ones or some group sessions um you know and it can be about teamwork or it can be about working you know closely one-on-one with with a particular person uh, it can be with working on um with the business leader you know the or the or the, the mm-hmm. leadership team so there's a whole range of things that I can do. Um, it's just, you know, having a think about what, what it is that you feel is, that is required um, and how I can custom come up with something yes. to custom suit. Fantastic. Well, we're going to have all of um, your details. Um, they're available. And please reach out to Rob. She's pretty awesome. Thank you, and, Julie. Um, Thank you so much so for today. Experience. But you also have a lot of love in your heart. Which I do. A, a lot of love, a lot of passion. 
I'm quite an energetic person. And sometimes that's a bit much for some people, and I get that. (laughs) But, you know, it's always been like that and it hasn't changed. So I think think real estate um, is a very energetic industry. You know, you really have got to have that energy to survive. You do. do. (laughs) Yes. So I'm still bouncing around. Okay, so thanks for joining us on Women in Real Estate Success Series. I'm Robin Gleeson. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Julie. I've absolutely loved today. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only Light will see Oh